What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. We have a loaded episode today, a good one, on Raise the Apple. Lots of news to talk about. We got some Mets news, got an update on Trevor Bauer, got some news that indirectly involves the Mets, and then we got some more free agent signings going on around the league, so let's dive right into it. First of all, the Mets have acquired right-hander Jordan Yamamoto from the Miami Marlins in exchange for Francisco Federico Polanco, excuse me, I was thinking of someone, another prospect. That, to me, that was a great move. Uh, if you add, you add Yamamoto, he may or may not make the roster of spring training, but should he make the roster, he will most likely be in the bullpen. He'll most likely be the long reliever with Gasalman. Uh, he may make a spot start from time to time if someone gets injured or they want to give an extra day's rest to someone. And he also very well could have a very good spring training and end up being the fifth starter. I mean, you never know. He has tremendous upside. He had a solid rookie year. Last year was not good, but I mean, credit. I mean, the stats in 2020, I mean, I don't really want to hold against them considering such a s- small sample size and what a catastrophe, for lack of a better word, that last season was. He had an ERA of over 18, but over half that damage came in one outing against the Braves where he allowed 12 earned runs. But Yamamoto, it was a nice get for the Mets, has a lot of potential upside. And he could very well, he mo- if he, again, if he does make the roster out of spring, he'll most likely be in the bullpen, and he'll most likely be the long reliever along with Robert Gesellman and uh, Seth Lugo, depending on what the Mets do with him. The last thing in Mets land is a Trevor Bauer update. Now, with Trevor Bauer... It is down to two teams. Yesterday was a wild ride on Twitter. Uh, Trevor Bauer decision is down to two teams. You're down to the Dodgers and the Mets, the defending world champs and the New York Mets. Rachel Luba, who is Bauer's agent, tweeted down to two. Then that led to a whole deal. And then beat writers, can we please, please get it together? I understand you are getting paid to break stories. I am not. But my goodness. Bob Nightingale of ESPN tweeted, Mets and Bowers have a deal, per source. Literally five minutes later, Mark Feinsand of MLB.com said, Mets and Bauer do not have a deal yet. Come on. How many times this offseason have beat writers messed up? Now I know we're all human, we make mistakes, but... For people that hold these positions that care so much about being first to the punch, there's, oh my goodness, it has just been a fiasco. I tweeted this. I said, I will not believe anything on Bauer until Rachel Luba, his agent, or Bauer himself says something. I am no longer trusting anything anyone else says besides those two. And if the Mets do land Bauer, the rumor is that his offer is a three-year deal worth approximately in the around $100 million, give or take, with an opt-out after the first year. That's a great get for the Mets, if you ask me. Very front-loaded. But a lot of people aren't too thrilled if the Mets sign Bauer because they don't like his social media presence. They don't like alleged off-field stuff. If, but if you ask, if you, I'm going to say it right now, if Trevor Bauer helps the Mets win a World Series, all the people that said, I don't want Trevor Bauer on my team, 
will not be saying anything. I mean, if the guy helps you win a ring, you're not going to be saying a word. I put a poll on Twitter yesterday. Uh, it has about five hours left, but it has 50 votes. It's been about 50 votes since yesterday. Do you want the Mets to sign Trevor Bauer? 76% said yes. 24% said no. I'm curious, if you took social media out of it, if you took Trevor Bauer on Twitter, on Twitter out of it, which he isn't bad on Twitter, he sticks up for himself, he says how he feels, and he doesn't care. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you took Twitter out of the question, there's no reason that that poll, sh- that poll should have been 100%. Absolutely, I want Trevor Bauer. I mean, if you imagine this, the potential Mets rotation of DeGrom, Bauer, Stroman. Oh, what a great opening series that would be. Followed by Cookie and David Peterson, most likely to start the year. Maybe Joey Lucchesi. But then Thor will return in May or June. So you could potentially have a rotation going into October of DeGrom, Bauer, Stroman, Cookie, Syndergaard. That is arguably the best Mets rotation we have ever seen. That is awesome. You got Jake doing his thing, and then you got the next two nights, you got the greatest trash talkers in baseball and the greatest personalities, in my opinion, in baseball on the mound. I love it. With Bauer and Stroman back-to-back, oh, you can't get much better than that. Now, I understand, again, I understand people don't like his him on social media. They don't like his presence on social media. But really, who cares that much? You know, if he's going to help your team win, no one's going to care. People say, oh, they hate these other guys that have been suspended for alleged domestic incidents, like Aroldis Chapman or Domingo Herman or Jose Reyes. But then when they come back and they help their team win a championship, no one's, no one's talking about that anymore. No one cares about that anymore. Same thing with Roberto Osuna. Everyone hated. Astros hated. Astros fans, excuse me, hated Roberto Osuna when he came in. He contributed to a World Series team. Nobody talks about Roberto Osuna being a alleged domestic abuser anymore. That's the thing, you know. If he if he helps his team get a ring, if Bauer does, nobody's going to be talking about him on Twitter. Oh, he's too mean on Twitter. No one's going to talk about that if he helps the team win a ring. That's just that's just the bottom line. But whether the Mets land Bauer or not. Their next question will be what to do with Lindor and Conforto in terms of extensions. Lindor extension is inevitable. You're not going to trade for a guy like him for one year. You're going to want to keep him there forever. Now, his asking price on an extension, no one has any idea. Him and Conforto are similar in the fact that they want to either have an uh, agreement on extension before the season starts and if not, they want to halt all talks until after the season so it doesn't become a distraction. I give credit to them for that. Lindor, if in my guess, I'm no financial expert by any means, I'm going to guess that a Lindor extension is going to be upwards of probably 280 pushing $300 million for Lindor. That's just my personal guess. That's what I think he'll get is around 280 to 300 Conforto, on the other hand, uh, he won't get that much. I think Conforto will get... I, do, I have no doubt the Mets will extend both of them. I have no question about that. I think Conforto will get an extension similar to what the Springer deal was. Springer was six years, $150 million with the Blue Jays. 
The rumors have been, you know, seven years, 175 for Conforto. I do agree with that. I think Conforto will get around what Springer got from the Blue Jays. I think that's what Conforto will get in his extension. But again, we'll see. It's If I'm the Mets, I'm focusing on signing Bauer now. Maybe extend Lindor before season starts to kind of wrap up the offseason. And then as soon as the season ends, whenever that is for the Mets, then I work on extending Conforto. A lot of people are still saying, you know, we got to fix third base and center field. The Mets have made it clear that they want J.D. Davis as their guy at third, and I agree. I remember Mets fans hating the J.D. Davis trade now. Where are the haters now? Uh, and in center field, I'm, I think I'm the only Mets, one of the only Mets fans that's okay with Nimmo in center. We've seen what Nimmo can do. And yes, he's been kind of inconsistent in his career. Injuries have also played a role in that. But people are forgetting that one year Nimmo was our only all-star. He hit 270 that year. He was fantastic. I have no doubt Nimmo can get back to that. And Mets fans, we have to be realistic and we can't be greedy. We can't get cocky. You know, we've made it. This has been a very successful offseason. No matter what happens the rest of the way, Nimmo and center... I'm perfectly okay with Dom and left. I'm okay with that. Conforto and right, without a question, that infield of Alonzo, McNeil, Lindor, J.D. Davis, James McCann behind the plate, I'm very happy with that lineup. Now, would it be nice to have, you know, a Springer or something like that? Yes. Uh, but I'm not really sold on Jackie Bradley Jr. Is Jackie Bradley Jr. an upgrade defensively? Yes. From offensively? I don't know. I almost would rather take Nimmo, but again, that's just my personal preference. But I guess we'll see. You know, I'm perfectly comfortable with having Nimmo out in center field, but again, I'm in the very minority opinion on that. Uh, I've been checking Twitter to try and get Bauer updates. I've been on Twitter nonstop. Uh, The Mets apparently have a noon deadline set for Bauer for today. Should he to make a decision if they're going to sign him. I'm sure as soon as I post this that the Mets are gonna the Mets or Dodgers are gonna ink Bauer as soon as I upload this. But I mean I guess we'll have to wait and see. A twelve PM deadline for the Mets to accept his offer. Next episode I may do an emergency episode where we just talk about Trevor Bauer. But a lot is still on the table. Last little thing that kinda relates to the Mets Indirectly, the media, I think, was bad in doing this. Mickey Calloway, oh boy. We have another similar incident to the Jared Porter incident. Uh, Mickey Calloway, who is currently the Angels pitching coach, has been suspended for alleged sexual misconduct. In term, uh, He has been being charged with, for lack of a better word, of sending explicit images to five different women over the past few years, including asking for inappropriate pictures in return, sent inappropriate text, the whole deal. It's, uh, well, one thing I hated about the media telling this story, and yes, it's an awful incident, if it is true, awful, awful incident. Now, I know we have screenshots of text and all that, but awful incident. But I hate that the all the media was referring to him as ex-Mets manager Mickey Calloway. 
He's not the manager anymore. Luis Rojas is the manager now. Mickey Calloway is the Angels pitching coach. That The article should have said Angels pitching coach Mickey Calloway. They cared so much about the clicks. I mean, the Mets already were in the spotlight for Jared Porter and all that stuff. And now you got Mickey Calloway, who's not with the Mets anymore, but it's still being tied with the Mets. I wrote an article for TSJ, the website I write for. I refer to him as Angels pitching coach because that's what he is. I did mention in the article that I wrote that he previously was the Indians pitching coach and previously the manager of the Mets. But he should have been referred to in all these things as the Angels pitching coach, not ex-Mets manager. Because then that's another bad PR thing for the Mets to have to deal with. Because now they have to address it. And then there's the rumors that apparently uh, the Wilpons knew about it, but did not. But decided to have him come back for the 2019 season. It's a whole fiasco. And people want Callaway fired immediately. Understandable. However, that's not how it works. Jared Porter confessed to doing that. That's why he was fired immediately. Mickey Callaway denied it. Henceforth, they can only suspend him, and they have to do an investigation before they fire him. I assume he will be fired and won't be working in baseball for a long time. But because he he denied the allegations, he has the right to an investigation before he is fired. That's just how it works. I'm sorry for people who want fired immediately, but that's unfortunately that's not how it works. That's pretty much it with the Mets and Mets-related news. The rest of the news today is some free agent signings. Uh, first of all, Dustin Pedroia has called it a career. After 14 years in the Red Sox uniform, Dustin Pedroia has called it a career. One of the guys I grew up watching, absolutely loved him. He had a very similar career to David Wright in my eyes. Not from a number standpoint, from a personality standpoint. He was the guy in Boston for a long time. And same with David Wright in New York. They both had very similar endings to their career. Unfortunately, they ended with uh, injuries and they could not finish get the proper send-off that they both deserved. You know, we had Wright with the spinal stenosis and the herniated disc in his neck. You have Pedroia essentially getting taken out by Manny Machado on that controversial slide a couple years ago. But Pedroia, hats off to an incredible career. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I think he's in a similar boat to David Wright where the argument could be made that he is a Hall of Famer. However, the injuries at the end of his career, did that hurt his Hall of Fame chances? If the Hall of Fame is voted... If you vote in the Hall of Fame the way I think you should vote, I think you should. I think Pejoria and Wright would be in, because you're talking about again a museum. You're talking about guys that represent the game of baseball. You had two guys that were the face of their franchise their entire careers. How do you not have them in the Hall of Fame? And they were no slouches either. You know, Wright is arguably the best third baseman the Mets have ever had, and arguably a. Uh, top probably maybe 15 top 20 top 15 third baseman ever Dustin Pedroia one of the best Red Sox ever I mean I would have these guys in the Hall of Fame personally if I had a vote but I don't have a vote and they probably won't get in because the injuries at the end of their career did affect them negatively which stinks but you know 
what can you do? What can you do? Uh, next bit of news, the Nolan Arenado trade is official. This was an absolute disaster when it happened. The, all the players, all the prospects that we assumed the Cardinals were giving up for Arenado, none of, all, one of them, of the four or five prospects that were rumored to be going back, one of them actually went there. And Nolan and $50 million go to the Cardinals. The press conferences were, oh, they were bad. Uh, Nolan Arenado said that he, you know, he was excited. He's admired the Cardinals from afar and all that. And then you got the Rockies front office saying that this isn't a rebuild, that Nolan wanted out. They wanted to keep him there, but Nolan wanted out. And unfortunately, it like didn't work out. It's, oh, it reminds me of, it's very similar in a way to the Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans current situation. You know, obviously there's a lot more that goes on behind closed doors than we know. But, you know, you got the player that allegedly wants out. You got the front office that's coming out in a press conference saying we have no intention of getting rid of him. And then they say, oh, well, he wanted out, so we had to make a deal even though we didn't want to. It's That was just a horrible look for the Rockies' front office. A great get for the Cardinals, though. Um, I still think the Brewers are going to give our threat to the Cardinals in the NL Central. I like the Brewers personally to win the NL Central over the Cardinals. I'm not totally sold on the Cardinals pitching besides Jack Flaherty. I know Wainwright's been there, done that. I know Dakota Hudson's coming up. Same with Daniel Ponce de Leon. I just don't know if I'm really sold besides Flaherty and probably Wainwright on Cardinals pitching. The Cardinals also made another move last night. They traded Dexter Fowler to the LA Angels. The Angels have had a nice offseason. You know, have they made any, you know, quote-unquote sexy moves? Not really. But the moves that they have made have been really nice moves. They bring in Alex Cobb. They bring in Jose Quintana to their rotation. They sign veteran catcher Kurt Suzuki. They bring in Rossiel Iglesias to be their closer. Now they bring in Dexter Fowler. It seems to me that they're going with a more veteran experience approach rather than going with the farm system and the up-and-coming guys. Now you're looking in the outfield of probably... Upton and left, Justin Upton and left, Mike Trout in center, probably Dexter Fowler and right, Joe Adele, their their top prospect did not have a great year last year, or a great major league debut season last year, so who knows what's going to be with that, Joe Adele, Joe Adele may be the guy out there, but that was a nice little get for the Angels, they've made some nice veteran aspects, added some nice veteran presence to their lineup and it's a very risky going with the veteran experience rather than trusting the up and coming guys because with guys like Quintana and Fowler and Suzuki you're just getting whatever's left in the tank whatever they got left is what you're getting you know so I think the Angels are very much a consideration to compete in the wild card I don't know if they'll get in I think they'll fall a little short but I definitely see them sticking around they stuck around a lot more last year than people realized so I think they'll definitely I mean, you got Mike Trout, the greatest baseball player on the planet, and Anthony Rendon as your main guys. They have some nice pieces. You got the machine, Albert Pujols, in there as well. I mean, there's some, I think the Angels I the Angels need some bullpen help and an ace. You know, I like the direction their rotation's going, but I think they need a clear number one in that rotation. 
That's why I was kind of sh uh, wish they went after Bauer. That's another thing I hated about the Mickey Callaway stuff was everyone was saying, now that Mickey Callaway's gone, Bauer can go to the Angels. Like, that's not the story. The story is Mickey Callaway is a creep, not, oh, now that Callaway's gone because Bauer and Callaway didn't get along in Cleveland, now Bauer can go to L.A. No, that's not how it works. But overall, they've made some nice moves uh, that no one's really going to talk about, but I think they've made some nice moves. Uh, in addition... Uh, I should have talked about this earlier. The, the Cardinals did lose their second baseman. Colton Wong is heading to the Milwaukee Brewers on a two-year deal. Another nice get for a team. Uh, I think most likely this would move Keston Hira to first base because Keston Hira is not good defensively, but he has a terrific bat. So, And then you have back-to-back -back Gold Glover and Colton Wong playing uh, second base. Orlando Arcia at short. Third base is the question mark for the Brewers. But maybe they put Hira at third. Maybe they put Wong at third and have Daniel Vogelback play first. You know, there's a lot of possibilities there. But I was surprised that the Cardinals didn't try and keep him. You would have had a fantastic infield if the Cardinals kept Wong. You would have had Goldie at first, Wong at second, Paul DeYoung at short, and Nolan at third. That would have been one of the best defenses defensive infields in baseball a lot of gold gloves and a few platinum gloves in there as well uh, so that was a nice get for the Brewers and next uh, let me see here I'm just reading my notes quick uh, three more moves to talk about and then we'll talk a little bit about the league proposals and the season fortunately starting on time Chris Archer is going back to Tampa Bay on a one-year deal I think that's a great move because I think that Archer will be back to normal I think he wants going back to somewhere he's comfortable is great. The Pirates, oh my gosh, they I feel so bad for Pittsburgh Pirates fans. That's going to be a hard team to watch for a couple years. The only bright spot is Cabrian Hayes. You'd really there's really nothing else to look forward to on that team. But Archer's going back to where it all started. I think that'll be good for him. Uh it is a one year deal and the Rays very much won the Archer trade. Not they first bring in Glass now and Austin Meadows. Now they get Archer back, so they essentially just picked up Archer. They kept Archer, or lost him, excuse me, for two years or whatever it was. They've had Meadows and Glass now. Now they got all three of them together. Win-win. Next th news. I think I misspoke in the last one. It said Brand ha Brad Hand and Doolittle were going to be at the back end of the Nationals bullpen. Uh, Doolittle is a free agent. Doolittle is going to the Cincinnati Reds on a one-year deal. Uh, this is a. I'm still confused by the Reds. I'm so. Are they in? Are they trying to win or not? Adding Doolittle is a sign you're trying to win. But you traded Rossiel Iglesias. You let Archie Bradley go. You're not keeping Bauer. I don't really know what the Reds are doing. You know, they were entertaining offers on Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, and Eugenio Suarez. I think the Reds are still somehow going to be in the conversation for a wild card spot, but I really have no idea what they're doing. I don't really think anyone knows what they're doing. It's very confusing what's going on in Cincy. Uh, and then they'll, but do, adding Doolittle is a very nice get for them. And then 
the last bit of news, we all knew it was coming. Nelson Cruz is staying in Minnesota. The Boomstick and the Bomba Squad are back together. That was a no-brainer. Uh, this, you saw the moves the White Sox has made with adding uh, Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks. They, the Twins had to do something. They bring in Andrelton Simmons. Now they bring back Nelson Cruz. They could still bring back Jake Odorizzi. So it's, it was a nice move for the Twins to make. It was a no-brainer move, especially there's rumors. You know, he may want to go to an NL team if the DH was universal, but obviously it wasn't, which we'll talk about in a minute. So Cruz back to Minnesota. That's all for... I just dropped my notebook. Sorry about that. That's going to wrap up the free agency aspect. The last little bit is league proposals. The league proposals were embarrassing. I am very interested to see how the CBA agreement goes. Uh, Jeff Passan, uh, was, I listened to on uh, Buster Only's podcast the other day, excuse me, and he was saying, and Jeff Passan was saying that these negoti- CBA negotiations are going to be ugly. And if this is any indication, MLB proposed a 154-game season, uh, universal DH, and expanded playoffs. Players Union told him now, 162 game season. So now we're having a 162 game season. It's scheduled to start on time. And then we had all that cleared away. It was annoying that it was D8. You had to do the league wanted DH and expanded playoffs. They shouldn't have been intertwined together. They should have said yes to the DH, no to the expanded playoffs. But for some reason, the league wanted them both together. And then yesterday, the Biden administration, I'm not getting political. I'm just telling you what the reports were out there. The Biden administration was trying to get the league to postpone the season a month so that players would be vaccinated. <clears throat> I have not talked to any players. I have seen reports about guys who have talked to players. Some of the players will not will refuse to get the vaccine. People in general will refuse to get the vaccine, and whether you are or not is your own decision. But with vaccines, like the flu shot, being as already as controversial as it is and people not getting it because of religious reasons and personal beliefs and all that, now the COVID vaccine is going to be the same thing. People are going to say, no, I'm not getting it because of A, B, and C. Baseball players are human too. They're humans too. They have their own beliefs on stuff too. They Some of them aren't going to get it. I don't see how the league can make it mandatory, but I don't know like the nitty-gritty stuff. I don't think uh, politics should be getting involved, and I think that because, I mean, yes, the NFL is a different story because the NFL did not have the vaccine available to them when their season started. The NHL and NBA did. They've had a few hiccups here and there, the NHL more so than the NBA, but they're not mandating them to get the vaccine. They're not postponing them to get the vaccine. They seem to only be wanting baseball to do it. Which, why they do that, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary to force the players or postpone the season and force the players to do something. Not Some of them will get it, you know, but some of them won't. You, that's There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Some of them won't. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to the players to say, we're going to postpone the season a month. And 
you have to get the vaccine. I don't think that's fair to the players, to the players, but, you know, I'm not the one getting paid millions to make decisions. I'm just here talking about it and criticizing it. But again, we'll see. I'm glad we finally have a start date. It's two weeks today, or excuse me, 12 days until pitchers and catchers officially report to spring training. The greatest Twitter video ever yesterday was the Mets uh, showed a video of their truck leaving for Florida. That is the official start of baseball season in my eyes. It is right here. Uh, Next week... Our next episode will probably be about Bauer. Uh, He should have this decision by then. And then we will also do a preseason prediction for the Mets and overall predictions on how the season's going to go. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Raise the Apple. We talked about everything from Bauer update to the Mets getting Jordan Yamamoto, Mickey Calloway stuff, all the free agent signings, ending with the league's awful proposals. I don't understand why or what shortening the game eight seasons is going to do but it's not eight eight games what's the point but that's a rant for another day uh thank you for tuning in make sure you follow us on twitter at rta underscore pod make sure you like comment share subscribe down below and we'll catch it excuse me we'll catch you next time hopefully trevor bauer is in the orange and blue let's go mets Stop till we're legend